Hi, everyone, and thank you for joining me here on Take a Knee. I'm Pastor David. Today, we're going to talk about programming. We're going to talk about the brain, the mind. You know, there's so much cool sci-fi out there regarding the controlling of the mind, and there's a lot of even cartoons that talk about how the brain can be reprogrammed and people be made to do things. You almost hear the Twilight Zone song playing in the background. But did you know that during World War II, the Nazis, the German scientists, did a lot of different uh, experimentations on people in looking at so many things about the body and about the mind. And they began to look to see if they could reprogram the mind. They could brainwash and then reprogram a human brain, a human mind of a living individual. And uh, from all in, what we have discovered, what has been, it was released quite a few years ago. I think it was actually in the 70s that these documents were finally opened up and we were able to see what it was that they were doing and that what we started doing with some of those German scientists that came over to the United States. I mean, this is, this is now a well-known fact that they were doing this, that they were brainwashing and reprogramming people's minds so that they could get them to do things that they didn't know they even wanted to do. So we know that there's hypnosis, that, you know, there's involuntary things that people can do for a short period of time. This is all proven fact. But what if you take it to the next level? What if you're able to reprogram a person's mind that if you just say one word or a trigger word, that they will kick into doing something that they have been programmed to do right down to every step? Is that even possible? Well, According to what we have read in some of these released documents, that it was more than just possible. It was actually done. You've heard of the movie The Manchurian Candidate. There's been a couple of iterations of that particular story and, and idea. And again, it makes its way into cartoons and movies, and, and all of it is, is kind of a uh, kind of tongue-in-cheek or you know, conspiracy theorist. But the truth is. It is very possible, and it has been done. And there are people who have come forward and said, yeah, I was programmed. I was brainwashed. And why is that true? Why is that even possible? Well, you know, what's interesting is that apparently, whether it be the Germans or anybody else, they discovered that the brain is capable of doing this, that their, the brain is, is able to be taught things that become second nature or are able to be just, you know, that you just do without even thinking. We do this all the time, don't we? This, you know, we are patterned after our parents. We, we learn to walk, talk, brush our teeth based on examples. And there's so many things that we do without, and I, I want to say involuntarily, because they have been stored in a part of our brain where it can become just instinctive. And again, that's a very powerful thing. But did you know that the Bible talks about that fact? Did you know that? Did you know that the Bible talks about our brain being able to be programmed? Play the Twilight Zone music. But you can. 
Matter of fact, I'm going to read you a scripture that talks about this. This is Paul in Romans chapter 12, and he says, Therefore, this is verse 1 and following, Therefore I urge you, brothers and sisters, in the view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true, proper worship. Now he's saying we've got to offer a whole body to him. But now he doubles down. He goes deeper. He says in verse 2, Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. What Paul is saying here is that we need to reprogram our brains because our minds are patterned typically after this world. In fact, we're born. In Paul's whole argument in the book of Romans, he's essentially, without having known any science, he's letting us know that there is a scientific thing that takes place in the human being and human nature, that we're born a certain way. We have certain proclivities that we know that are come through our DNA. You can even know that certain weaknesses and infirmities and diseases and the whole night are passed on generationally. Okay, so that we could say these are patterns, but also we could look at, you know, even just the things that we learn, what we're exposed to, the family that we grow up within, the culture that we have been exposed to. So the question is, is all the things that we're being exposed to, are those things good? What Paul is telling us is that there is a lot of it that's not good. And what he's, he just sums it all up in what he calls the world. And he says, so don't be conformed. Don't, do not conform. Do not pattern yourself. Conform with the form. Don't uh, pattern yourself to that. But be transformed by the renewing of your mind. So our mind needs to be renewed? Well, it does. If there is a pattern, if there is a program that's in our brain that's running in the background of our brain, is it affecting our decisions? Is it, is it affecting how we think and how we look at life? You know, the more they study the brain, the more they discover that that is absolutely true, that there are people that have, just by looking at the physical development of the brain, they can see and kind of tell what it is that you're going to tend toward. In other words, now I don't know if this is true, but I'll put it out there, that they can tell the difference between a person who has a conservative brain and a person who has a liberal brain. Whoa, a person who it has a potential of believing in, in God and those who would be atheist. Now, if that is true, that's amazing. It's amazing. But you know what? I have no reason to doubt it because I do know that the brain is a very, very powerful thing. And a very uh, an amazing uh, you know organ that God has given us, and it, it 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 does so much, so much that we'll never be able to understand at all. But when it comes to the human psyche, which is essentially how we as a human being deal with all the information in our brain, the good times and the bad times, traumas. You know, for instance, did you know? that you and I were not designed, if, if we're looking at this from, the, from a biblical point of view, that we were not designed to ever have 
shame or guilt. We've never, we were never designed to carry that. God made us perfectly in the garden. He made us as human beings to only have an experience of fellowship and a, and a lifetime of, of perfection with him. So when sin came into the world, it brought something foreign into our minds. And just like a cancer in your body, shame and guilt and fear and anger and lust and all of these different things are not, and pride, are, are foreign. They're foreign in our brain. And our, and our, our psyche, how, how we are hardwired to worship something greater than ourselves, to know just instinctively that they're, you know, why would we be guilty? So, in, in other words, why would a child feel guilt? Why, why do we, in their earliest development, begin to ex- have these feelings without having anybody really teach us how to walk in these feelings? It was because we're hardwired. So, the world is going to try to reprogram us to think, well, no, guilt and shame, we should never have those things. And, and if you do have any guilt or shame, then it should be about this rather than that. So, we're in a battle. We're in a battle between the world and the word, the relationship with God and a relationship with the ungod. And that the battle, there's a battle going on in our world right now for your brain. Did you know that? And and and, and this whole battle is 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 on to reprogram the human mind. And they're doing it in a lot of different ways. I want to say creative ways, but I don't know. I mean, there's nothing new under the sun as far as how to reprogram the brain. They've been doing that for a very, very long time, just using different methods to do it. In other words, so they know that re- repetition, they know that shock, they know that getting past the certain resistances emotionally, they can drop suggestions in the brain by bypassing the normal gates that would stop it. They've been doing that for probably thousands of years. But now we've got a whole new technology, and the truth be known, we have just, and maybe we're still in the middle of, the greatest reprogramming assault in human history. And you're like, what? What are you talking about? Well, this is going to be my opinion, and I don't mind sharing it because this is my podcast, right? And you're listening to it, and you can shut it off right now. But I'm going to tell you right now, from what I have read and what I've looked at and what I've observed, and, and I've probably observed many more people than the average person, is to see how they respond. There is no doubt in my mind that there's been an assault against the human condition by using fear, by using confusion, by using chaos. And, and of course, fear is a huge one to where once you've shocked a person into a particular place, whether it be a lockdown or a fear of death, that is the time when you can begin to reprogram people to get them to think what you want them to think. I just read this, and please excuse me if this offends you, but I'm just going to go for it. They have been able to successfully get at least half of our nation to think that breathing air is a terrible thing to do or to be fearful of just breathing air. And if they're able to do that, then what else can they do? Well, they certainly must be very encouraged by the outcome of of what happened. But we're hoping that people are waking up. But when you think of 
what I just read here in Romans chapter 12, then what we need to do is fight fire with fire, right? What we could put it this way, that you can't fight darkness with more darkness. You've got to fight darkness with light. And how you do that is embracing Paul's suggestion here. Well, not suggestion, his, his encouragement, his, his command. We need to reprogram our minds with truth, with the Word of God. And the more we get in there, the more we're going to have a supernatural resistance. Can I get an amen? Can I get somebody to say, wow, there's hope. There is hope. The transformation of the mind. See, there's confirmation, right? There's a conforming, but it does not have the same power. Because the transformation of the Word of God has the power to be able to say no to ungodliness and worldly passion. It is able to recognize and discern the deception. See, when we're able to discern, then there is a gate. There is a blockage. There is a door on our mind that says, that can't come in. I'm not going to let you do that because that is wrong programming. It's like that movie Tron. Whenever the computer realized that there was a program that was meant to hurt the rest of the, the computer, then there were specific programs designed to go and destroy it. Well, when we reprogram or transform our brains with truth, truth will destroy the lies. Seek and destroy. That's pretty cool, isn't it? When you think in terms of the reality of what is taking place in the world, and I really want to tell you that you need to believe what I'm telling you. Maybe you're already convinced. Maybe you've already seen it at work. Maybe you have been a victim. But you might ask, well, where is all this programming taking place so that I can be alerted to it? Well, it's going to take me a while to tell you, but I can point you in the right direction. Well, first of all, it takes place in education. And so if our children are being taught certain things from the earliest place, it is a thing that parents have trustfully given away to other people to teach our children to read, write, to understand history, understand their place in the world. And if that gets corrupted, which I believe it is, and I'm not blaming any teachers for this. I mean, in many cases, teachers are only doing what they're told. They're only using this curriculum they're given, and they're not to go away from that. And now we're starting to see that it's becoming much more obvious that they're trying to change a whole generation of people by getting them to have groupthink and to change definitions. And that's another thing. By changing language and redefining it, that is how you program the brain. And so you can confuse it by taking words like grace and maybe redefining grace as something totally different. Or help, or love, or serving, or conforming. I mean, it goes on and on. Well, what are some of the other things? Well, like movies, entertainment. It is amazing. You know, I don't watch a lot of TV, and you probably don't either. And the only time I ever have to watch commercials is when I'm waiting for the football game to come back on. I must admit, I, I love football. And what I have noticed as I take a break for months and months at a time from ever watching anything remotely like that, I see the commercials becoming more and more determined to communicate certain things. They're more than just selling a product now. They're selling an idea that is always joined to the product. It's kind of like the Truman Show is real now, that we're all just living in this dome and our reality is being redefined. 
And our ideas and our thoughts are demanding conforming. And for the weak mind, we will conform. To the weak mind, we're watching, and when we're looking at potato chips, and they tell us you shouldn't judge or you shouldn't accept a certain thing that God says is, is wrong and evil and forbidden, well, then now we got a conflict. And unless there's a guard on your heart and your mind, and if your mind is not set on things above where Christ is seated at the right hand of God, Colossians 3, if it's not there, then you won't catch it. And it will program you. I have watched this over and over again. You know who I really see a lot of it taking place in? Is young people, of course. As they are exposed to 12 years of programming, and then as they go off to college, sometimes there still is a sense of innocence there. And then when they go to college, they come back. And how many times have I seen young people no longer believe in God, no longer believe in the sanctity of life, or no longer believe in the sanctity of sexuality, and all the different things? that morality is existential. It's not something that is as a law, as truth, as a moral truth as taught in Scripture, that sin is death. And these things are sin. And I love where Paul, I say love, but what I mean is Ephesians and Galatians, Paul just lists it out for us. He says, the works of flesh are pretty obvious. And then he lists them. And I think that is Galatians. I think Galatians 5. And then he says, but the fruit of the Spirit is this. And so, folks, here we are in a world where all of this is taking place. But what I've also found is that mind is hungry. The mind is very hungry for truth because that's another hard, hardwired thing. So we can be programmed by this world for only so long. But I think that's what the enemy really wants. Is that if he can have someone, he can do a lot of damage. He or she can do a lot of damage over a period of time when they're walking in that program. But eventually, their brain will betray them, and the body will begin to betray because they see things that don't add up. They begin to see. It's like the awakening you know, of like a sci-fi movie that you watch, like that old, old movie called Logan's Run, when people begin to realize, well, wait a minute, we're not supposed to die at the age of 30. You know, we're, we should have a long life. And, and they realized that they have been taught for so long that they needed to die to not overpopulate the world. And so these are the kind of weird things that are going on out there. But the mind wants truth, and, and eventually it's going to seek it. And that's where Jesus comes in. And that's where the Bible comes in. So we need to be prepared for that. We really do need to be prepared for this coming home, where young people and maybe middle-aged people, where their marriages, if they've had a marriage, where they see, because Paul teaches and says, look, sinful activity and deception, it produces death. Now, it may not produce physical death, but it's going to produce emotional death, soul death. The mind will eventually break down. The emotions will begin to break down. The amount of Drugs that they use to treat depression in this world is off the charts. It is crazy how many people having to hold themselves together because of the conflict that is constantly going on. Read Romans chapter 1 to understand this falling into depravity and what it produces and how it will eventually destroy us. So we're called to reprogram our mind and then to walk in the light as he is in the light. And you know what? It's hard to break these layers because we all have so many of them. You know, I grew up in the 60s 
And there were certain things that, that I was taught that I had to unlearn. Grew up in the 70s during the free love rock and roll world. And I was completely immersed in that as a young person. But of course, when I came to Christ, a lot of that had to be sought and destroyed because I saw that this was not good. I saw what it had done to my family. I saw what it began to do, what it was doing to me early. I didn't like it. I didn't like what, what that culture was teaching me and what I saw it doing to other people. So it, it is hard. And I want to say this, that if you're not a believer and you're listening to this, ask yourself a few questions. You know, nobody else has to ask you this, but ask yourself, why are you not a believer? Why are you not? Is it because you think that history has been tainted? Do you think that the Bible is all just a book made up by man? And then when I want to ask you a question beyond that, who taught you that? Who told you that? Did you come to that on your own conclusion? Or did somebody else come to you and systematically break down any thought of veracity of Scripture because of things you just trusted them to tell you? And I can go on and on and on about how this is done. There is a master plan among the anti-Christian. There is a master plan, and that is to strip young people of any Judeo-Christian ethical or moral thinking. Because, of course, they want to reprogram young people as they come in to think a certain way. And if you don't realize that there is a master plan, well, then, my friend, you need to wake up, man. You need to wake up. Because there are some really, really evil people behind all of it that are trying to control our education systems, that are trying to destroy the family. You know, they know that the, one of the strongest units on the planet is the family, a father, a mother, children that are being loved and brought up. That is what we were made to do, and that is what makes the strongest, most resilient, healthy human being. You strip that away, then there's trauma, and then many things can be taught, many things can be reprogrammed because of a brainwashing event. It's crazy, isn't it? But it's true. It's all true. And the Bible tells us that we need to be proactive. And so I do want to finish today and just talk to you and talk to my listening audience here to just encourage you, because I know it seems heavy. But God tells us that God's word is effective. It's powerful. It's like a double-edged sword that cuts both ways, and it divides between soul and spirit, joints and marrow. In other words, the spirit, the soul, and the body. It's able to discern that which is a spiritual thing, a spiritual matter. What's going on inside you that it's a soul matter? It's a mind thing. It's a will thing. It's an emotional thing. And then your body. Is this a physiological effect that's taking place? And we are so complex. The enemy knows that too. He uses science and the control of the physiological part of who we are to try to control us. But God promises us that if we have the word of God and that sword, then we're able to know the difference and we're able to discern and to move in such a way as that we can absolutely make the right choices for our own good, for our family's own good, and to be able to be warriors, to be able to expose what is taking place, to raise our children in an atmosphere where they're not 
being reprogrammed or programmed to think a certain way. You know, as a father, I'm constantly speaking to my children. Well, the ones that are home, most of them are all grown and, and, and adults now starting their own families. But I've been able to successfully teach them to do this with their own families. And so, folks, I'm telling you, this is very important. It's something that we shouldn't just chalk up to Twilight Zone conspiracy theory weirdness. No, it's real. It's very, very real. And you need to be prepared. And the best way to be prepared, of course, is to read your Bible, believe in Jesus Christ as your Savior and Lord, to pray to God the Father every day and thank Him for His love and His mercy and His goodness. And speak in the name of Jesus. Pray, bind and loose. Be aware of the spiritual realities around you. Bind and loose those things and be an agent of change by the Spirit of God living inside you. You can do it. And again, when you look at all of what's going on in the world and you start to awaken to the reality, to the truth, perhaps there's going to be some things that make you uncomfortable, lies that you have believed for a very long time. Don't be surprised because reprogramming, the transformation is going to be a lifelong journey. You can do it, my friend. I'll see you next time on Take a Knee. God bless. Bless.